Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with one of our new guests, uh, Angela. How are you doing today, Angela? I'm good. Thanks for having me here. Awesome. So Angela comes to us with a background in, in psych and health studies and also in, in music and uh, part of a record label that's up and coming. So um, we'll, we'll, if you want to introduce and tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, and then we'll kind of rewind and talk a little bit about you as a kid and, and then the progress. So what are you up to these days? Um, so I'm currently still a student um, in my last semester of undergrad. So I'm just finishing it up this summer semester, taking two accelerated courses. Mm-hmm. And I should be done by June. And um, other than that, I'm a co-founder of um, the record label I'm in right now. It's called Symbio. And um, yeah, it's a record label in Toronto. We just launched it like last Friday. We had a launch party and everything. So yeah, it's official now. <laughs> it sounds great. So so very, very new and uh, looking forward to diving a little bit more into it. But before we get there, uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about Angela as she was growing up. So what was Angela like as a kid? What are some maybe the earliest fond childhood memory that you might have? Mm. Um, I was a very loud and playful kid. Like I love <laughs> okay. I love making jokes, you know, and um, but I don't know, like at some point um, I went really quiet. Mm. I think it was just, you know, like societal enforcement. You know, or maybe I misunderstood, but I went really quiet and I became really shy. So, um, yeah, like my life just sort of went differently from there. But I learned to to sort of embrace myself more and um, just just be myself. And I think from then on, um, I'm not as quiet anymore. Okay. But yeah, I was I was pretty I was pretty um, loud and full of jokes. So. Yeah. yeah, and I'd love if you shared a little bit more about kind of that, that time. So ab- about when did this quietness happen? So if you were loud and like t- making jokes, was this like uh, when you transitioned into school, into high school or, or earlier or later in, in your in your uh, uh, upbringing? Yeah, so um, when I was in elementary school, I think that's when I became um, progressively more shy. Mm. Um, like... For example, like I have this really obnoxious, loud laugh. Um, <laughs> like when I was a kid, like it's so loud, like my neighbors could hear me when I laugh. So I love laughing, you know, as a kid. But, um, you know, like Asian parents, sometimes they're like, they don't really want to disturb people. So they're like, mm. like, be quiet, like, you know, but they, they're not doing it to do any harm, right? Like they're only yeah. doing it because they're trying to be considerate of other people because that's the culture, right? So, um, yeah, so I sort of like sort of suppressed myself over time, but it's not, yeah, it's it's not anything like traumatic, but yeah, it's just over time. <laughs> just learn to be, tone it down a little bit. So, 
Yeah, I think it's some of those societal constraints where going to school, shh, sit down, do as you're told and, and follow what everybody else is doing. That That's kind of the, the yeah. typical thing, um, predominantly in the Asian culture, but everywhere, actually, it seems that that, that seems yeah. to be the case. And I'd love if you walk us through a little bit about uh, now you said you're embracing yourself and now not as quiet. Uh, like, how, how did mm -hmm. that happen? Was was that more of a high school thing, a more recent thing or when when approximately did that uh, take place and then how exactly did that happen yeah um it was more so like a recent thing actually um okay i okay so i started uh taking singing lessons when i was four years old my hmm. my parents they enrolled me to um well um one of the best um vocal vocal like vocal schools in okay. jakarta and um, I don't know if you know Alpha Sesoria. He's like one of the most influential, in, influential Indonesian composer, like during his time. So he created a lot of like uh, vocal schools um, in like all, all around the city. And I was enrolled in one of them. And I learned a lot about singing then. And I love singing. I love performing. But um, yeah, so over time, because of that shyness, I sort of like, went away from it and it's not even just that it's um so at one point i got like a tonsil like my one of my tonsils removed okay. or like both of my tonsils removed so um the doctor told me like i can't sing anymore hmm. and then and then that sort of like stayed in my i guess subconscious mind i didn't know how much it impacted me so i'm, I'm kind of like i can't really embrace that part of myself anymore i had that understanding growing up so um yeah that's that's so i don't i don't i don't even know what i like like i don't know i don't know what i can do you know i don't know how to begin to even embrace myself so i became very very shy and i don't like to express myself um because of all all these things that happen as a child so thinking about it it's not as traumatic as i thought it'd be but like <laughs> i don't know like when you're growing up and you go through those things like at the time it's like Oh, like that's crazy, yeah. you know. Like I can't even do the things that I want to do, you know. For sure, and 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 it goes mm -hmm. to show that when when you're smaller, like uh, small things seem bigger, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, bigger things seems seems massive, right? So in this case, it, it yeah. sounded like like you almost like literally and figuratively lost your voice, right? So uh, in that, then you couldn't kind of uh, speak out, and then eventually you, you took some time to uh, find your voice. And I'd love if you walked us through a little bit of that, right? So so as you were growing up, so tonsils removed, you now have this implanted thought that you can't sing, you don't know what you're doing and all that sort of stuff. Then, then you grow up and, and you start to get into things like uh, psychology and health studies. So what, what was the process to kind of uh, get in, on that path? Okay, so I don't like I'm interested in it. Like I love entrepreneurship right now. And I've, I've always wanted to do um, just I don't know I can't pay attention to that. I'd rather learn something about um, like the way I see business is like it's application, you know. The reason why there's so many case studies is because it's about the application. How can you apply all those foundational knowledge that you learn um in class? to something more practical, you know? So I see business as something that you learn as you go. 
whereas um, psychology, which later I transitioned during the summer after first year, um, I transitioned into psychology because I thought, okay, this is something that I, I don't know anything about. Like, you know, I, it can help me get a better understanding of people, um, of, of like social situations. And um, yeah, just help with, with how I interact with the world, basically, and how I see the world. So I want to I wanna understand these things, these um, like social cues and things like that, because you don't you don't get taught that in school you know what I mean no. it's like <laughs> so so yeah I just thought that's the class for it so um and I I knew that I was gonna get into business anyways like I was gonna learn business over, like throughout my life because I I knew I wanted to be like some sort of entrepreneur I just didn't know mm. what 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 the industry was but yeah that's just what my intuition was telling me so I just followed it every single time yeah so uh, to kind of recap, the, the thought was that you would always be a business person. You're uh, like an entrepreneur at heart. So the degree, mm-hmm. like you didn't necessarily need a business degree for that. We might as well learn yeah. something about like like people and, and social cues and things like that. Uh, because, yeah, why not? I mean, as, as you said, they don't specifically teach that useful. in school. So, so to take that as yeah. a course would be very helpful. Uh, did, did you have any aspirations of like... Uh, doing something with it because you have psychology and health studies so was there that aspect in the business sense or is it really just to understand like human nature and behavior and things like that yeah it was it was mostly about understanding human nature and behavior because i had no interest in going into clinical studies right um or yeah anything or, or like research um after after going through it i was like this is like I don't like all the path that they're telling me to go like get your master's in research or like you pursue you know like all these things like I don't I don't want to do like I just I just want to understand things because I like I like learning like I like under like trying to understand things um yes I like the why as well (laughs) so yeah (laughs) Yeah, and, and speaking of why, I, I'm wondering if you could share with us a little bit more on that transition from business to psychology, right? Because when people or students, kids, basically have to ch- change degrees, uh, parents might not be as <laughs> uh, open to, to that, right? So uh, what was that conversation in your head and with other people like? Yeah, so um, the conversation I had with my parents it was just, it's a very practical conversation. I just told mm. them, like, I can't focus. And, um, and honestly, like I was, I was getting into in business specifically, I was gonna um, specialize in accounting. Mm -hmm. And accounting is basic math, but I have no interest in math, you know, and I was taking like, first, like, calculus courses, which I can't pay attention for the life of me, like, I just can't pay attention. And um, yeah, so I just told my parents, like, I don't think I can keep going with this. And, um, Honestly, my parents, they're, they're pretty supportive of me, which I'm thankful for. Like, they're always supportive. They're always saying to, to me, like, uh, as long as you know what you're doing, um, we'll trust you on that, you know. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just, <laughs> I just followed my intuition, to be honest. Like, but, you know, my intuition always knows what it's doing. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's cool. basically how the conversation went. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's how we went. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) And and going back to that, that, uh, I guess the basis in in business, was there a lot of, um, 
influences around you where parents or other people were business people, other entrepreneurs around you, and that's where it solidified it? Or, or, or where did this uh, business and entrepreneurship uh, root, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, now thinking about it, like my uncles and my aunts, like they're all entrepreneurs. So my my uncle has his own like accounting law, law firm back in okay. Jakarta. And then um, my aunt, she's, she she sells clothes, so she makes mm. her she like designs her own clothes and she she sells them, you know. So like it's just I think it's it's part of the family, <laughs> and both of them is like from my dad's side and my mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And um, I guess from there you went into school, you you switched programs, and then you decided to uh, I guess co-found uh, a music label, which is usually a little bit different. <laughs> Most students aren't necessarily down that path. Uh, can, can you walk us through a little bit of how that path uh, shaped up? Uh, um, yeah, so going back to the idea of like embracing myself a little bit more, I started, I started, well, I, I conquered my fear of like singing in front of people. And then I started meeting like these community of people, like like-minded people that are, um, that have the same intention, which what most of them are Asian. So um, they express like the difficulty in trying to make it as an Asian in the entertainment industry, right? Because there aren't a lot of um, representation in North America when it comes to like Asian, um, like creative excellence. There's like Asian right. excellence in general. Like there's obviously a stereotype when it comes to Asian excellence being that um, like Asians are good at math, Asians are good at school, Asians excel at academic and whatnot. But I've like throughout my journey, which I'm still walking in it right now, um, I realized there's a lot of like creative Asians, you know, like there's mm. like we're not just good at we're not just good at like math, you know what I mean? It's and <laughs> Frankly, like I'm not even good at math, so it's like it's like I'm I'm still an Asian regardless. Like I'm my my brain just works differently, and right. that's something that's not well represented in North America. And um, eventually, it 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 um it it pushed us towards this path of creating um, a collective. It started out as a collective, like a like a like a creative collective um, that focuses on showcasing Asian excellence and over time, um, we became a lot more disciplined as people because we realized like we don't really have our, like it takes a lot to to start things from scratch, you know? Like you really have to organize your life. And along the way, we did lose some members because they just didn't have the discipline to want to organize their life as well. Like this early on, right? Because it's a choice for everybody to to, to, to be, to like claim themselves as a founder because being a founder is not just, just just putting your name on something. It's actually building something. And um, yeah, so, so that's, that's really how it, how it began. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there and I I would love if you walked us through Mm -hmm. maybe that first step, you you mentioned that it started from conquering your fear of singing in front of people. So you alluded to before that uh, you you, you lost your voice. You had this thought that, uh, okay, I can't sing and do that. Uh, And then the the doctor actually saying that that you will never sing again. Right. Uh, That's a hard, hard notion to overcome. So, so 
how how did that happen? Is there was there a like a moment to say, you know what, I I love to sing so much, I, I will try it, um, or would there be a thing where like, oh, I, I can't sing because it might rip my vocal cords or it might hurt my tonsils or something like that? Well, I guess your tonsils are gone, but what, what yeah, were like the conversations in your head uh, along there once you started that path to saying, hey, I want to sing again and I want to sing again in front of people at that? What what was that process like? Yeah, I just started, honestly, I just started surrounding myself with like singers, um, musicians, like other musicians, like guitarists, right? They were, I would come to their um, rehearsal studio, like during rehearsals, like I would just watch them and I would just like, you know, once in a while I would like hold the mic. I just, I just started like that simple. Like I started by holding the mic itself and then like talking in the mic. And then eventually Mm -hmm. I just started like singing in the mic hearing how my voice sounded like and I'm like okay it's, it's actually not that bad and like these are other people in the room there are other people in the room um listening to me so I'm like okay how could how bad could it be like if I just you know if I just go do an open mic session you know because there's there's so many like open mics in Toronto right yeah. so and it's 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 not free but like you know it's it's, it's low cost you know there's it's mm-hmm. like it's like the same the same price as you would if you walk into a bar or like yeah. maybe cheaper actually you know but it's like it it makes you want to it it make it puts you in that environment you know it's a better environment than it would be if you were just like having a night out in the bar or just like you know clubbing but yeah anyways so um yeah I started surrounding myself with people and and um yeah that just it's it's really the people, honestly. Like I realized it's 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 really the people I surrounded myself with that that uh, divert me to this path that I'm in right now. Sounds good. So so what I heard from that is baby steps, really. It, it's something as yes. simple as go, showing up first of all, surrounding yourself with the people, and then uh, yes. I like what you said about like even holding the mic and then slowly talking into the mic and then singing to the yes. mic. And so it was a, a a slow progression. It wasn't like an overnight. Okay, now I'm just going to sing in front of a hundred people or fifty people or whatever it is. It is yes. a step by step by step thing, and eventually mm-hmm. uh, it, it starts to, to to build momentum. And, and I love what you said about the, the people where. I think the, the quote is, uh, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So if you aspire mm-hmm. to be a singer or whoever, well, you should spend more time with, with singers or guitarists or <laughs> whatever it is that you aspire to yeah. be. Um, because if you're not doing that, well, then you will just end up being like you always are if you keep on hanging around with the same sort of people. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's amazing. And I'd love if you... Uh, shared a little bit about that founding journey, right? So you're with some like-minded people. Now you you got your voice back and now you're singing in front of people. But um, it, I guess the collective didn't just start automatically, right? Or or did it? <laughs> was it that simple to say, hey, we should just get together again? Uh, like what was the first official meeting or first, first unofficial meeting like or not like? Uh, if you could share a little bit of that, that'd be great. Yeah, so um, we would go, I think for since, Mm, I I think it's like November of 2022. Um, okay. Every week in November until like December and even past that, like until the beginning of this year, like January, we would go to this, uh, this, this, this creative, con- I don't know what they identify themselves as, but it's basically like a venue that you go okay. to. It's called Object Studio. 
It's um, the address is a hundred times road. It's literally in the middle of nowhere, but um, <laughs> a lot of creatives every weekend, like they would, they would go to that place and they would just like network with people. They would, um, they host an open mic every Sunday. And uh, there's this group of artists, they're called Bitter and Broke. And um, they, they, they're a group of like Asian guys and they're, they're, they're fantastic. But um, that's, that's their thing. They, they host that networking event so that, hmm. so that like-minded people could come together and just um, like be friends you know, and yeah. over time, like it, it sort of started like this community of, of people that just, that just know that they like, there's a bigger purpose than just to come to this like networking event, you know, it's like, than just to be friends with one another. But there's, um there's like a deeper purpose that's driving us to towards something, you know, so so yeah, that's really how it started. And then over time, we started picking up a lot of people from U of T. Because um, okay. we also start like we, we um, before that, we, we actually um, made a, or we were a part of a school club. So we just mm. sort of like took the members and asked them if they were interested in being a part of it as well. So it was, it was sort of like a bridging between the Toronto, like U of T community um, with the Toronto creatives the the local creatives that's that's like in in the city so yeah. yeah it was sort of a bridging between those two communities because a lot of students don't know much about this community and the only reason why i know of this community is because because i've known that artist since 2019 so hmm. so yeah mm -hmm. sounds good so again sounds like again a, a gradual thing where it the, the theme of surrounding yourself with a like-minded people and and actually showing up because uh going in every week is a bit of a commitment right and and mm -hmm. uh it probably helps that you uh, had some some passion and interest in that um and i'd love if you talked a little bit about uh when we were connecting off air you, you mentioned a little bit on the, the philosophies so like the, the reason uh, why you all get together and, and connect um so what are some of the things that kind of brought you together and, and helped you you stay together yeah, so um, I, I can start with um, why we named it Symbio because a lot of people sure. actually misspell it as like symbio, like symbiosis. Okay. And it is it is a reference to the word symbiosis. It's this idea of, um, well, first of all, it really began with, um, because the artist that, that started this entire thing, it was his idea in the first place. Um, it's... Um, it's a it's a Chinese character, and I'm I know I'm not gonna say it right because there's like tonation in Chinese, <laughs> but it's a it's a character Hua. So it's like it to me what the character represents is like, um, honestly I don't know how to how to, how to um, explain it, but this this we we found the best translation of the uh, of the of the meaning of Hua in in English. Um, and to us, that, that meant symbiosis. It's like, okay. it's this mutual, um, okay, so the idea of symbiosis was kind of like the mitochondria, right? Like, I come from a biology background, so <laughs> this is like what I do. So, um, so the mitochondria, um, exists in the human cell, but before that, they were their own organism, but they decided to exist within, within, you know, the, the, the mm -hmm. cell to like help produce energy right so 
um, yeah, that's like the dumbed down version of it. But like, that's the idea of symbiosis. It's like people existing together to to move towards something um, like bigger than any of them are, you know? So that's what we are trying to, that's what we aspire to be when it comes to the symbiote. We want to build this community where all types of creatives, you know, you don't really have to be Asian, you know, the whole point mm. of making it, making it, um, making Asian um, excellence being the prime focus of it is simply just to share um, the cultural heritage of um, like Asian culture, you know? So, mm. so it's just to, to, to spread that awareness that, Hey, like, this is what our culture is about. And this is how we contribute to humanity, you know, but at the end of the day, it's about, it's about just, it's just about being yourself and like, and and like working together to mm. to get somewhere, you know. So that's that's really how the name Symbio um, came about. Great. And could you share a little bit about like the vision or, or what do you hope that this uh, this I don't know if it's still a collective or whatever you call it. Uh, what symbio you hope it to be in the future, or, or I guess put the words in in the founder's mouth. <laughs> what what do you hope yeah. that uh, symbio would be in the future? So um, we just um, launched it as a record label last Friday, and mm -hmm. for the next three years, what we're essentially going to do is distinguish ourselves as that an independent record label. So um, we're doing, and we want to put a prime emphasis on on community. And what we're doing with that aspect is we've decided to host more community events, kind of like the ones that mm -hmm. we went to back when we were still like just a collective, right? But that was that was kind of like far and it was in the middle of nowhere. We want to host it like in the in the heart of downtown or like not maybe in a lot of the heart, like little Italy or something. Cause that's that's where we usually host our events. And um during the launch party, it was, that's basically, um, we had like showcases and also a DJ. So people have the opportunity. Sometimes people just, just want to like have fun. And sometimes people mm -hmm. want to network, right? And we give them the freedom to do both in a, in an environment where it is stimulating, you know, it's not, it's not like a, like a business networking event, but. Right. You do know, you do understand that like there are people there who are serious about things and actually can get things done and they have discipline to get things done because right. well we know that because it was hosted by ourselves right and we are essentially we're like a group of students who are trying to better ourselves through through the walking this journey of like being in symbio and establishing symbio together so that's amazing. So uh, obviously still early days, uh, a lot of uh, different events, I guess, planned in the near future um, and, and more and more uh, progress, hopefully, that we get to, to hear from you. And I'd love mm -hmm. as we start to wrap things up is if you could share a little bit about your your swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier, what would you tell young Angela at various points in, in her life, in her career? I, I know you had a couple where you talked about like finding your intuition or finding your tribe, like-minded people, that sort of thing, even taking baby steps. We referenced those. So are any of those ones that you want to elaborate on or any that you want to add in addition to that? Yeah. So in addition to uh, following your intuition, because it's so important to follow your intuition is um, what I learned is, well, I, w I wish I knew this earlier. 
always embrace myself and um, just just do what I love, like trust in my intuition to like always embrace who I am as a person. I think I would have been on this journey sooner, but I don't regret anything because um, mm. the one thing is I I'm like I'm doing it right now for a reason. You know, I learned whatever it is I had to learn to get here. So um, yeah, it's just honestly to just do what you love and um, don't like the moment you embrace yourself, things open up for you. They tend to, mm. you know. Um, yeah, that's it. Really, it's a it's a life is just about the process of of embracing yourself because that kind of like unlocking like a level a level higher than where you are and then in, in that sense like things start to gravitate towards you so like people you know that these people wouldn't come to me if I didn't have if, if I didn't go through um like a moment of silence where I had to reflect who I am and you know there was a there's a period in my life where I lost a lot of friends but honestly they weren't really like my friends um so so yeah, it's like it's like a lot of things that I had to go through to meet the people that I'm surrounded by, and the people that I'm with right now is not always going to be the people that's with me like later on, and I'm going to be always okay with that because it's just a process of growth, really. So, so yeah. Sounds good. I think in that there is a message of obviously that do what you love, but there's always a practical sense of that where like it doesn't mean that that you're you're, you're quitting and moving out of your parents' house and just living out of a van <laughs> to play music all the time. Uh, but it is. Uh, let's take an extra hour, an extra weekend, an extra whatever to start surrounding myself with these people and just validate, okay, I might think that I love this. I might think that this is me, but is that true? And then uh, it sounded like that you were able to, to do that. And then week after week, uh, open mic after open mic, <laughs> this tribe kind of uh, collected itself around you. And then, as you said, more and more people uh, came in because you were trying to be who you wanted to be, not yeah. uh, who your parents wanted you to be or other people around you wanted to be, which, which I uh, think is great. And I think that relates yeah. again to that, that, that find your tribe uh, piece and the like-minded bit as well. Yeah. Um, you know, doing what you love isn't easy. Like it doesn't make your life any easier. Like it doesn't mm. because for me, I never wanted, like, I don't really like going to social events anyway, but that's like part of what I'm doing, like what I have to do right now, you know, like, yeah. but my, I don't let my introvertedness to, to not make me do those things. Like, I don't like, yes, introvert, but also like, I, I'm trying to get things done, you know, like, so yeah. I'm going to put myself in, uncomfort in in an uncomfortable situation where I can learn. I'd rather do that and grow from it rather than just like staying um, stagnant in where I am and like not liking myself or being an introvert for not getting things done. You know, I'd rather be efficient and, and, and tell okay later, like it's okay to fail. It's okay to like, it's okay to not be successful the first time. It's okay not to pull off a good performance. You know, at least you did it, you know, like at least you yeah. did it. Like you have to give yourself that grit, like the, um, the opportunity, you know, because I'm still young. I'm only like 22 years old. So it's like, <laughs> it's a learning curve, right? Like everything I'm doing is a learning curve. And, and um, with Symbio, like there are a lot of aspirations that we see Symbio to be, but it's, a, it's, it's really a test of time, right? It's, it's a 
choice every single time that you're making. Are you going to get your life together? Are you going to learn time management skills? Because honestly, for me, mm-hmm. that's one of the soft skills that I'm, I'm not really good at. But um, I'm using all the resources I have, like all these, you know, like these AI tools, like ChatGPT, <laughs> like it's been helping yeah. me out with um, organizing my life, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's there for a reason, you know, like we should use these resources that are available to us. And, and there's so many resources available nowadays. So it's really no excuse, you know, it's, it's about choice, you know? Yeah. For, for sure. And, and what I took from that is if we talk about the, the tools is at the end of the day, they're just tools, right? So mm-hmm. you still need to learn, you still need to grow. Don't, don't use them as a crutch and like outsource your life to AI, <laughs> right? You need to make yeah. sure that you're making the conscious decision to that, but they are helpful tools in that. Yeah. Uh, and then what you mentioned a couple of times now about like doing what you love, um, I'm actually reminded of a slightly different quote where, and it usually comes from like the, the Steve Jobs, like com- commencement speech where he, people think that he says, do what you love, but actually he says, love what you do, which I think is an interesting switch to that, where even though you're an introvert, uh, you still can put yourself out in comfortable situations because what you know will be on the other side is growth. And what you do love, uh, the loving what you do part is, I know that I'm doing this so that I can grow, so I can learn, so I can further the mission and the value. Uh, so it's not necessarily doing what you love because you don't love doing it, <laughs> but you can say, okay, I, I love what I do because this is uh, progressing myself, uh, helping me grow and, and getting better. So I, that, that's something that I took uh, out of this. So I think that's a lot of uh, useful swike, and I'm sure there's more to come. Uh, obviously, you're, you're 22 and still uh, on your path, so there's a lot more to, to go through. Wondering if you could share a little bit about uh, your future aspirations and where folks can go to uh, connect with you if they, if they want to do so. Um, my future aspiration, other than doing Symbio, um, I, uh, one of the things I'm learning from Symbio is um, just how to use social media, you know, because when I, when, for some reason, when I got social media in the past, like, you don't really use social media for its, like, fullest potential, you know, like, you can do a lot with social media, you can, you can definitely reach a lot of people. And um, I have a lot of ideas, I have a lot of writing that I want to share with people. And, um, mm-hmm. like, just, just wisdom based on what I've learned throughout my life, I think people can see value in it. And I want to share more of that on like Instagram or like TikTok, you know, maybe have like some sort of like personal blog. Um, I'm, it's still, <laughs> it's still in the works right now. Like I'm still thinking yeah. about it, but um, yeah. So I, you can connect with me on um, Instagram. My Instagram sure. is, is um, the first three letter of my name. So Ange and then smiley face. And then um, on LinkedIn, I'm, like how do you how do you share your thing on LinkedIn? Is it just my? We'll definitely link link all those uh, in the show. Okay. Notes, so, uh, <laughs> it, you can send that information, and we'll we'll put all of that in there. But it seems like Instagram yeah. and and LinkedIn is where uh, they can best connect with you. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Th- thanks so much, Angela, for sharing uh, your story um, and and the progress and I guess the genesis of of, of Symbio. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to hearing more about your progress, and hopefully, we'll have you back for a future episode. Thank you, Luki. It was nice talking to you and being here. Bye. Sounds good. Take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. 
feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.